0: Welcome back, Deep Dive Sports fans, to another episode of Behind the Scenes in Sports. Today, I am joined by Dom, and we are interviewing Michael Rohrbach of the Cleveland Guardians Retail Staff. I know that it's been a while since we've done one of these types of episodes, but here we are again. Now, before we get into the questions, I would like to hand it off to Michael to introduce himself a little bit further
1: yeah no thanks for having me on guys. My name is like Dave said uh, Michael Rohrbach. Uh, I work for the Cleveland Guardians and their retail manager of ballpark retail to Bob and Wallace like these two fine gentlemen and um, and graduated in 2017 with a marketing degree started as an intern with the Guardians back in 2015 and then I've just worked there ever since uh, in the uh, kind of retail just doing what you know what I do now so thanks for having me on guys.
2: Perfect. yeah of course. So I didn't know we went. We were all on campus at around the same time because me and David were freshmen in 2014.
1: Yeah, that was cool.
2: Yeah, I was freshman in
1: 2014. one of those those things where everyone always asks, like, "Hey, do you you know this person? You go to such a small school." It's like, man, I met Dave working at the stadium. So (laughs) yeah,
0: yeah, that is true. You already kind of mentioned your degree a little bit, but anything else you want to add to what you studied at BW?
1: Yeah, no. I started as a marketing major, kept that throughout, um, and I uh, had a entered with a minor in entrepreneurship. But after uh, kind of just applied to work for the um, the Guardians my sophomore year, the Indians at the time my sophomore year, um, and got promoted into like an AMIT, So I switched my management to or my uh, minor to management. And I guess like that's the one thing that I've kind of thought about. It's like it's okay to switch or change your mind after you do a few classes. You want to make sure you're doing mm-hmm. something interested in so yeah. getting that marketing getting that management degree is definitely or uh, add on to it as a minor has definitely helped uh that the people side of things and i gotta give a shout out to prom one of my favorite professors i don't know if you guys had him at bw but prom mm-hmm. he taught me a lot about you know how to um how to manage people that i've taken with me yeah
0: i i never had prom at all at bw i had yeah. uh, john fuhrer is his name gotcha management for me
1: yeah, he, uh, if you ever have an opportunity, um, he has a uh, TED Talk called Why, Loves, Why Life Sucks that he does. Yep. Uh, it's really yeah, that's good. a
2: good one. Yeah. yeah, so what what made you interested in working for the Guardians?
1: Yeah, so um, I always, like, you know, every little kid, like, growing up, playing baseball, I played baseball, basketball, football growing up. And I was like, hey, you know, I always wanted to play for the, you know, Cleveland Indians. Oh, my goodness, how cool that would be. Well, you quickly come to the uh, realization, you know, 15, 16, you're like, oh. I really like this sport, but I, I see where everyone else is competing at, and what have you. So again, I went to play football at BW, and I was uh, only played a year there. Found out it wasn't for me, and my sophomore year I was like, okay, not doing football. I got to focus on what I want to do with my life. And I saw an internship. It's called the College Partnership Program back then with the with the Indians, and I was like, well, I always wanted to like you know play for them. So what's the next best thing? You know, work in their front office. So um, I just applied for the internship. I, I, up until then, my only jobs have been like painting houses, working in a factory and like doing construction work. So I was like, I got to figure out something to put some skills to what my degree is going to be. So applied for the internship and, and I uh, just fell in love with kind of like, you know, what they do there, what, you know, being to work with people, also work with fans, all that good stuff. So it's kind of a shot in the dark. And then I realized I really like this, especially the people side of it. So mm. I know where,
0: where that all came in from. So oh, you. You kind of mentioned AMIT and stuff like that. Go in further, a little detail on that. And how did you hear about the position just in general?
1: Yeah, so uh, like I said, I I was just kind of searching around for jobs um, and then, you know, applied for the college partnership at the time and came in as a sales associate in a store. And then I just kind of did whatever, you know, kind of took that blue collar work ethic I got. Grew up in Tiffin, which is middle of nowhere for those don't you know, might not know where mm-hmm. Tiffin's at. Um, but, you know, you grow up, especially playing sports and then working in the summer, is just like, it's just like hard work throughout the whole time. My mom always says, like, pick up a broom and sweep if you don't have anything to do. And I kind of took that mentality into it. Um, so then when I got, I, I saw the AMIT, so what that is, is uh, assistant manager in training. And we have, you know, five to six throughout the ballpark that kind of help run the show uh, behind the scenes instead of just working in the stores. Um, so I saw what they were doing on game days, coming into stores, helping out with what we were doing. They were the ones that interviewed me. And I was like, man, that kind of sounds like a really good opportunity um, to, especially to get like my foot in the door into a management position. So I, I saw two got full time jobs throughout the summer. And I emailed Nancy Schneider at the time was our boss, um, emailed her saying I was interested. In it. And uh, she interviewed me and I started the second half of 2015 as a assistant manager in training. So I just kind of saw what the job was and then wanted to learn more about it. And that's kind of where, what got me into the management path.
2: Yeah, you definitely got in with the organization at a great time, you know, 2015, that was the beginning of, of the run being with the team in 2016, 2017 must've been awesome.
1: Yeah, no, it's been a wild time because it's funny, like 2015, right? Like we didn't even play all 162 games. Uh, they didn't finish a game against Boston because it just didn't matter. Both teams weren't going to be in the postseason. It was a rainout from earlier in the year. They just never played it. And then going from that in 2015 to I came. I actually studied abroad in Australia. My spring semester of 2016 came back for the second half. July 4th was my first game back, and then it just felt like blink of the eye. All of a sudden, we're in the World Series. It just went so fast. 2016 was just a such a cool year but uh, um, it's definitely been you know part of what four or five playoff runs all-star game COVID half COVID in 2021 it's been you know we always kind of make the jokes like when are we going to have a normal year you know I don't think that exists anymore
2: <laughs> no not at all
1: um, so like what's it like
2: working for the Guardians like are you more like behind the scenes in the front office or are you like managing like the team shop or like what is
1: yeah uh Uh, what is he we kind of break it up into uh into two so there's a main team store it's open to the public it's the big one right by great lakes right there and like right behind like uh, what would that be third base um and so that one has its own management team uh and they're open to the public uh and then the ones that i oversee are game day only so all the other 10 to 12 throughout the ballpark as well as 50 50 sales um So to answer your question, like, I mean, a typical day, it's, it's, you know, during a game, like our office is underneath left field, like we're right underneath section 177. Um, So typical game days, like making sure everything's ready to roll and kind of say like, oh, we got to set the dominoes up, make sure your proper plans in place. And then once everyone starts showing up about an hour before gates, that's kind of when, okay, how well did we plan for this uh, event coming up? Get everyone checked in, it's just maintenance. So. I would say it's pretty behind the scenes. It's pretty plan heavy. I, like once the games start, that's when our jobs become a little easier. And then it's how well did we prepare our team in the stores is what we look at it as. So it's every every day comes a, a different, a little bit different. You'll have a list going into the day, and that list you can be, be a, the busiest day of the year, but you don't cross off anything because just a bunch of stuff pops up. So you got to stay on your feet. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, I think there's there's definitely a lot more that goes into a, a game day and getting ready you know, to have a game at the stadium than the people realize. So right. it's, it's definitely cool to hear, you know, a little bit of what goes on behind the scenes.
0: Yeah. yeah it's, go ahead, Dave. I can definitely attest to that because I, fun little fact, I don't know if two of our listeners paid attention to my first episode with On Deck. Um, I couldn't do On Deck because I literally worked for the Guardians at the time. Mm-hmm. Like Michael was my boss at the time.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, we always kind of say it's, um, it's fun to watch like the ballpark kind of come to life in March. That's mm. where all our, everyone can come back. The food and beverage starts going, we start filling the stores. It's 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 cool to see what all goes into it. Any renovations that happen over the, they seem like they get it all tidied up like two days before opening day. Like they'll be scaffolding in the seats two days before opening day. And then all of a sudden, boom, the new suite's done out of nowhere. And it's just ready for people to come because opening day is coming no matter what. You gotta be ready for it. If you're not, it's yep. still gonna happen, so.
2: But to me, opening day can't come soon enough. <laughs> yeah. <doesn't> right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, exactly. you kind of mentioned the uh, what it's like in season for day to day operations. Um, but if there's any more you could add to the in, but also uh, what are the day to day operations out of season as well? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, just
1: to cap off the in season, it's pretty much, you know, like the main point is just make, making sure this, the boat keeps running, mm-hmm. you know, eight games plus concerts, playoffs, maybe it's a lot to get 50 to 60 people that are on your team to want to buy into. So it's just maintaining your team, maintaining, making sure the stores are staying up to snuff and, mm. and looking good. And and that goes for every apartment, really. Like, um, you know, Ballpark Ops has a team of two, 300 people, you know, uh, seasonally, they got to make sure everyone's taken care of. And that's, you know, 90% of the job is just making sure you're there for your team. and They know you have their best interest. And then off season comes like, End of season, it's tear down, all of our stores get emptied out, all back down to our DC. And then um we just kind of it's heavy planning for both fiscally for the next year for the business as well as uh personally for like goal setting, stuff like that, what you want to accomplish in 2023. Um and then, you know, like I said, we have our little winter break between Christmas and New Year's, which is very nice to the um, you know, the Dolans to let us have those two weeks off paid, what we can have paid. Um and not have to use PTO. And then starting boom January, we have a pop-up shop come up in in uh you know Guards Fest that, that we oversee sixty by sixty retail. Um I, I also oversee Goodyear's team short. So um getting that off the ground, you know, we have a team of twenty to thirty people out in Goodyear that come out and help and kick off the season for us with our, you know. You know, it's February and March doing spring training, not only for the Guardians, but also the Reds because they share the Goodyear facility. So we have to become Reds fans for the um, for the month as well, which has been getting easier each year. That's for sure.
2: Um, So you mentioned, um, you know, kind of goal setting for next year. I I assume you go off of, you know, sales for the previous year, I guess, like what's some of the most popular merchandise that was sold this year? And. Have you noticed a change in your time with the guardians? Like what merchandise is popular? Has, has it kind of just been the same?
1: Yeah. Um, so it's, I mean, you always have your, your bigger, you know, team performance has a lot to do with our sales. Um, especially like when you have a guy like Jose signed such a team friendly deal. Jose's you know, mayor of the city at, at this point. So, you know, Jose, Jose red jerseys, I would say just off the top of my head, it's going to be a huge seller for us. People love the red. I love that we brought them back. Um, yeah. And then um, it kind of depends throughout the year. Cold games will sell, you know, a bunch of blankets. Like, the weather has a huge impact if people don't come prepared. Uh, blankets seem silly, but that's a high ticket that helps us out this, uh, you know, especially with the crazy weather we had this year. And overall, I would say, you know, we set, a, we set an opening day record this year in amount of volume for sales, um, yes. which, you know, you see all the, you kind of see all the, you know, all the backlash with the name change on social. You keep seeing that. And it's, you know, working for the organization. It's hard not to take that kind of stuff personally. Obviously it's not aimed at you, but you're a part of that and you have to buy into it. Yeah, and I right. seeing that opening day set a sales record for us in the last 20 years, it, uh, it, it kind of confirmed like, okay, there's a loud minority out there. People are, are very engaged with, you know, what's going on here. And it, I will say the logos look a lot better on, on stuff when it gets on a hat or then seeing them online. So it's been a, it was a, it was a good year. It was definitely a good year. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: I definitely agree. The, the logo, like seeing it on a Jersey, seeing it on a hat, definitely a lot better. Cause when I first saw the the G logo online, I was like, Oh, that looks uh, pretty interesting. But then when I actually saw the hat in person, I was like, okay, it looks a lot better.
1: Yeah. I would say logo wise. I think I want to say the the vertical C probably bestseller on hats this year. And then fastball came in after that.
0: Yeah. Okay. And I can uh test from working there, it's like as soon as the season started, I and as the season progressed, I noticed that like I wanna say ninety percent of the fans there in some form or fashion didn't really care. They were just happy that there was a team there that they could yeah, support.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And even and it helps having a team that was performing the way they did this year. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a fun young team to watch. That yeah. definitely helps uh winning winning call cures most as they say
0: mm. and that was just from my observation of during the season so mm. it also helped we had a really good marketing um
1: backup when i saw our marketing department oversees the gate giveaways and i don't know i mean i would imagine people that were going to the games have noticed. but the goal was to get as much guardians mm. you know things to people this year there were so many shirts so many jerseys hat giveaways mm-hmm. um, it's you know trying to spread awareness on the brand that hey we still have a baseball team here in Cleveland let's get mm-hmm. behind it especially when they're playing like they are so it's exciting it's very exciting
0: yeah. before we can I do have one like fun little question but before we get to that what advice do you have for those wanting to get into the sporting industry yeah now we uh so we I don't know if you guys mentioned um uh, or I've talked and talked about it we we do,
1: um, we offer a slew of internships at the ballpark. Uh, a lot of organizations do, you know, there's kind of two types of internships that, that are available like in our organization. Um, the one that I oversee as well as fan services, it's like a seasonal internship. Um, so what that means is you can work up to 40 hours, March through October, you're a seasonal employee, you know, that's your experience there. And then there's other internships that are, Usually people have to be graduated uh, and have full availability for. These are more heavy on, like with communications, ballpark ops. Those are January through November, 40 hours a week, essentially full time, plus, you know, probably over 40 hours a week. Uh, but so why I mentioned that is um, especially getting into the sports industry. It's very it's good to have a sports management degree. It's it's good to, to pair that with some type of business degree. At the end of the day, you can apply a business degree outside of sports. It's hard to apply it sports management degree outside of sports. On top of those two things, you get as much experience just interning, volunteering as you can. You know, at, if you're going to school and they have an athletic program of any sort, that's the easiest way to get involved to start padding that resume. See what you can do, anything like that. Get involved with, you know, D3, D2 schools, it doesn't matter. You know, they have an athletic department that needs help. So that's like your ticket into getting a foot in the door in sports if you're having trouble with professional or you don't have professional or minor leagues around your school. Um, But, yeah, I would just say just the more experience you can get, don't be afraid of internships after you graduate or part time work. Uh, I worked a year and I worked about a year and a half after I graduated a four year degree uh, working part time with the Indians and part time with Sherr Williams just make ends meet. Uh, And then I got offered full time uh, about a year It was about a year after I graduated. So don't be afraid of that part time or intern label. And then last but not least, don't be afraid to move across country for a job, especially right after school. Take that leap of faith. We have a direct our director of communications from San Francisco, went to Arizona State, interned with the guard or the Indians back then. Went and worked in Utah with the U.S. speed skating, did some work with ASU. Now he's back here runs all our socials like he made those, you know, not saying you have to, but don't be afraid of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think but that's
0: I, awesome. It's... Awesome. Yeah. And then there's just uh, one quick fun one. Um, any fun, cool stories you want to tell? Oh man. Um,
1: I would say, uh, I have two one would be, um, so a little kind of fun thing that I got to do. Uh, so 2020, no one was involved the ballpark, um, other than like, you had to, they kind of did a tiered system. So tier three, was just personnel that needed to make the games be able to happen, even though there's no fans. That was what tier I was in. Tier two and one where could have clubhouse access. One was players, coaches. So we, my job turned into during the 2020 season, me and a few other merchandise teammates would, um because no one was furloughed. We would uh, sit, and if you were going back and watch games, um, you'll see one person in the bleachers and one person in like section 103. And what we'd do is we just sit there, wait for home runs. And as soon as like it hit, the it hit, we'd have two authenticators in the dugouts and we would go get the ball, hold it up and they would come and tag it so we could sell it as like very rare. You're getting a home run ball authenticated. We saw how difficult it was to hunt down, you know, judges 62nd this year or uh, when they do um, like when Cabrera was on the, the, ch- the uh, uh, to 500 home runs, they had to mark the baseball special so they could know which one it was whereas in 2020 there's no fans so it's not like a home run is mm-hmm. going to be taken away so mm-hmm. that was something cool got to say i watched like 20, 20 25 live baseball games in 2020 um and then like obviously being down in our office for the game seven Raja davis uh, home run we're underground um i just remember like our office was shaking and dave i dave mentioned one of the last games when uh when um uh, Gonzalez hit the walk-off against the uh, Rays. Mm-hmm. He calls down and he's like, I don't know who he should tell, but the bleachers, there, there's rust falling from them from dumping up and down. So getting those little moments to be a part of Cleveland sports history, um, it's very cool to think about being there. Um, but, you know, just knowing that place got so loud that our office, which is underground, was shaking was is, is probably one of the coolest experiences I've ever had there. Yeah,
2: I think you brought up two of, I think, my favorite moments as a Guardian slash Indians fan. I think I'm always going to remember where I was when those two home runs happened.
0: Mm. Right, right. Uh, Funny thing is, you mentioned that or um, that home run. was. Did you say it was Gon- Gonzalez or? Yeah. Yeah. He hit that home run. But me and the two other people that were with me in section 180, well, we for reference, we call it 180 but it's in, technically in like 183 mm-hmm. yes, where this is located. We didn't even know that had happened because we don't have TVs in our area. The place right. does have TVs closed. because yeah. sure. And then on top of that, the radio cut out. <laughs> didn't hear anything until we just, you just
2: hear people start going nuts.
0: Start. Pu- the only reason I knew it was a home run was because I, mind you the fireworks are 300 feet away from my location (laughs) so that was the only reason i knew that that was a home run and i didn't even know it was gonzalez because it had cut out long before that
1: yeah that's um all even in the other stories dave all the tvs cut out so no one knew what was happening like we're the only we, we were downstairs because, like, we were, we we're superstitious. Good things happen when we're in the office. It's see throughout the year. A lot of walk-offs have. So, we're like, we have to stay here now. And uh, it a lot of the store TV, I think the in-house feed cut off, went up with, you know, which is wild to think about. So, yeah, I would say, it, I mean, those are just two top moments, so, like, as a just baseball fan that I got to experience there.
0: Yeah. yeah and it was just insane to... Especially when it was like Jose, when he scored the two runs in the game before that, mm-hmm. I, mean, mm-hmm. I just was like, people like we had tired crowds leaving and they were just chanting Jose, 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 Jose.
1: It's, yeah, when that place was filled, there's it's nothing much like
0: it. That's for sure. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we'll finish up on some final thoughts. How did you guys think everything was going? Yeah, yeah. I
2: think it was great. Um, I want to thank you again for for joining us. I thought you shared some great insight um, on the position and what you do.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And always, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys having me always feel free to stay in touch. And, uh, mm-hmm. if anyone, you know, you know, wants to, uh, uh work at the ballpark, obviously a little plug, it, all the requisitions go live in January, just go on take a shot. You know, who knows, maybe one of us will be reaching out and get you to the ballpark for the summer. So appreciate it guys. And then yeah, of course, is
2: there, um, is there a website that people can go to, to look for, um, internships or or jobs that are open?
1: Yeah, just ClevelandGuardians.com slash jobs. If you just Google Cleveland Guardians jobs, it's the first thing that pops up. Uh, it's internal on our website. I think they're starting to post on Indeed as well. That's kind of that a new thing. But, um, but yeah, I mean, all else fails that we have a job posting on the website. So.
0: And then before I give my final thoughts real quick, um, is there an email that any of our listeners can reach out to you and ask, uh, any questions that we didn't ask today?
1: Yeah, no, I, that's fine. Uh, it's, it'd be, uh, let's go with, um, yeah, M yeah. M Roarbeck at KleeGuardians.com. Um, so that's M R O H R B A C H at com. All right. No, yeah. Just feel free to reach out. Um, more than happy to talk with people, even if it's, you know, not, you know, not necessarily wanting to work, just kind of pick brains about, you know, the sports industry in general, mm-hmm. be happy to
0: yeah, and then thank you again for coming on. I really do appreciate it.
1: Yeah,
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Behind the Scenes in Sports. We'll try to get another episode out as soon as we can. Have a good one, guys.